Hello beautiful people and welcome to yet another episode of the Faith in Action podcast with me your host Tinashe Mujera. As you all know I'm an author, I'm a woman of faith and I'm all about bringing transformation, wisdom and perspective into your lives. I'm really excited about this um, episode where we're going to be talking women in the workplace and finding balance and I'm excited that I'm joined um, by a corporate leader who happens to be my former high school um Chiwo Sakutukwa is in the house and she is going to be unpacking this topic with me. Chiyo, welcome. Thank you, Tanasha. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Yes, I'm just going to go straight into asking you to introduce yourself, tell us about you, what you represent, and maybe just describe Chiwo in two or three words. Thank you. So um, I have some cheat notes on my phone. <laughs> and so I will look at my phone from time to time. So don't think me rude. Um, my name is Chio, as you've said. Yeah. I am um, I'm the woman next door, I guess. Um, I am a lawyer by training. Nice. Um, and over time, I've become a regulatory law specialist with a particular specialty in gambling. Mm. And that has seen me go from initially a company secretary in one of the in the biggest alternative gambling group and eventually their head of legal and then moving across to a casino gaming group as their head of legal as well Um, outside of that I'm a parent to two kids a three-year-old and a five-year-old the light of my life Um, and I'm also a woman and a human who has purposed to live the fullest version of life because I have a proper understanding of the fact that death will end it all Mm. and you won't do it again. You don't get an opportunity to redo this. And when you have that mindset and not in the flippant YOLO sense, Mm -hmm. not not the YOLO people say when they want to make a bad choice, But just in the simple day-to-day understanding that any one of those days could be your last, it helps you to live far more intentionally. Sure. And then the three words that would describe me, the stage I'm in um, with my life now, are intention, love, and freedom. Mm. Come on. Sure. (laughs) Intention, love, and freedom. Mm. That is so powerful, Chiwo. Guys, there you have it for yourself. That is Chiwo Sakutuka describing and just telling us who she is and what she represents. I'm already like moved. You spoke <laughs> about some deep stuff already. I mean, Chiwo, you said you are a woman, but you are also human. That just stuck with me. That just stuck with me. Powerful. Do you want to unpack that for us? I mean, quite often those things are not the same thing, mm-hmm. right? So every everyone is a human. But we all have particular experiences related to our upbringing, our financial experiences, but in the world that we live in today, still our gender. Mm. So there are things that are particular to the female experience. Mm. And and that's why I specify that I am a woman Mm. and also a human being. Wow. Wow, ma'am. I'm going to pack this one. 
and just go straight into the next question. Yes. Um, I'm getting goosebumps already, Gio. <laughs> so I want us to unpack um, you as a corporate leader and, and just your journey, being a woman, as you've said now, um, in the corporate space. How has your journey been like? But also just being a mom, you know, to two human beings. How do you find the balance? How has that journey been like for you? Um, I suppose the mother one is fairly easy to answer because I was only born as a mother five years ago. But I've been in corporate for maybe 12 years or so. So my journey has been eclectic, quite unusual. Um, from early on, I realized um, that my path wouldn't be typical because of the provisions in, in, in the laws around the admission of attorneys. So I had to find alternative routes very, very early. Mm. And I started out in in a company called RSM. It was called RSM Betty and Dixon at that time. Mm-hmm. It is a an audit tax and advisory firm. Yeah. And I started out in their tax department actually. And an opportunity opened up in the in the in the legal department and I was borrowed mm. temporarily. Mm. I never came back. Mm. While I was there I learned, I, I, I was, I reported to a woman called Liz Pinnock. And Liz Pinnock came up in corporate long before women's rights and things were a thing. So she had survived and she had come to be what she was in that firm by pure excellence, mm-hmm. by undeni- being undeniably good wow. at what she did. Wow. And so I was privileged to be under her tutelage and I learned immediately and this is at in a formative in the formative stage of my career that nobody's going to do it for you Mm. right nobody's going to come and make this a little bit easier for you and also that you need to be good at it because a lot of people love to talk about what they think they deserve before first checking if their output (laughs) is aligned with what they think they deserve And then from there, also sh- I also learned, and, and, and these are the foundational pieces. So from there, I also learned that opportunities are there for you to take. I remember mm. the one time, and this was a, a, a defining lesson for me. I remember her saying to me, so the, the firm didn't have a huge sign by the road that says this is where the, f- the firm is, right? Mm-hmm. So she says to me, can you call around? Because that was in my early, early days. Can you call around and see? if you can get some quotes or somebody to give us a quote to put up proper signage outside. So I phone around, phone around, and then I find a place that I think might be a good one. And then I phone the guy and I explained to him what I want. And he said, well, can I speak to someone in charge so I can work out whether I can help you or not? And he was very aggressive. And I've always been more quiet and soft than aggressive. So I was like, oh, okay, right? Um, And I got off the phone. And then I went to find Liz yeah. and I said, I have some feedback for you. <laughs> he says he wants to talk to the responsible person. Wow. So can I set up a call with you? Yeah. And she says, no, you're the responsible person. Wow. I told you to do this. So your answer should have been, I'm the person and I'm not talking to you anymore. Right. Wow. So go back wow. and deal with him. Wow. And she did the same thing. Every time I encountered some something, I, I've encountered wild racism. 
Right. Oh. And I'm upset. I'm ready to cry. And this client has come and is downstairs. And I say, I don't want to talk to him. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. You're going to talk to him. You can have someone in the room with you, wow. but you will go and talk to him and you will teach him something. Wow. Right. And these, I, I say, I, I give these pieces as the pieces that have formed my career and informed my path because the education coexists with the tools that I learned in that first job. Sure. So from there, um, as I grew and I became more capable and more confident, mm. um, we unfortunately lost one or the most senior person in what was the company sectorial department at that time. Mm-hmm. And nobody knew what to do and they were trying to figure out. I mean, there was no, it, there was no plan for something sure. like this. And I remember sitting and thinking, I can do this. Sure. It's like I'm familiar with with company sectorial, like I'm familiar with the Companies Act intimately, but this is where also uh, staying on top of your craft comes in because Liz required us to read the Companies Act at lunchtime. Mm. So while other people went to lunch, (laughs) we would sit with our lunch boxes in the library every day and we read the Companies Act section for section for section and discussed it, right? So when a position that relates to company sectorial and the companies act opens up i was just like um i think i could do this and she said sure you can fill in temporarily right while we figure out what we're going to do i filled it in and i I got it right and so i became officially the head of the department right and that's how it went so what happened was as the more empowered I got, the more I understood the concept of seeing an opportunity mm. and stepping up mm. to it. Yeah. And then from there, with that particular skill set, then um, I was approached to join this alternative gambling company. And I didn't know anything about gambling. Sure. But I knew company sectorial because mm. they were advertising for a company secretary. Nice. So I went over there as company secretary. When questions were asked, that I had knowledge of or that I had an opinion on, I expressed it because, again, I'm coming from yeah. Liz where you don't get to just keep quiet and take up space at a table. Mm. Like, why are you here? Wow. Add value. Sure. So I answered. And what happened is over time and over a very short time, possibly a year, I then took on compliance. I then took on BE. I Listen. then took on um, sure. the legal commercial. I then took on transactions. And by the time we got to the end of the second year, I also took on HR, I believe. Wow. And and by the time I left, I was um, not the company secretary only. I was now head of legal and the legal and a legal executive. And then from there, I got headhunted to go to to Piermont Global, wow. where I am now as head of legal. Wow! Wow! So that's Chio. my career path. What a journey, Chio! That is amazing. Thank like, you. Well done to you, first of all, for really taking up space, but also really, you know, um, allowing yourself to be mentored and tutored by this lady, Lise, mm. um, and taking in all the notes and everything that she, you know, really, you know, put on the table for you to grab. I mean, that's amazing. I, I, I yeah. I'm amazed. Thank you. Um, I mean, you spoke about her coming into the space and really being there as that person, you know, you looked up to. Yes. Can we unpack? Because a lot of people and women, of course, um, find themselves in spaces where 
they actually don't have that positive mentor. They don't have anyone who wants to make them better. I mean, you were privileged. I think at some stage in, in my path, as we were talking, I was remembering, oh my God, that lady, there's a lady called Menyana um, who really had an impact in my life. And just like Lise, she'll tell me, hey, go for it, you can. Um, but then you find that a lot of women actually in the corporate space don't have leaders like these who can be able to 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 teach them or or really just show them the way how can they navigate through that okay so so my time was with liz is many years ago now right long before the internet mm. was what it is now mm. right the reason i'm pointing this out is um uh, i think which book was i reading um i read an an astronomical number of books <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> i get lost in which book it was, mm. but I think it was how good careers are made and unmade. Mm. And in that, it's yes, it's Carter Cast's book, How Great Careers Are Made and Unmade. Mm. And he was very clear, and that statement stood out to me. I read it later in my career, but it's true, mm. that your career is yours to manage, right? To the extent you meet people along the way who can further you, mm. that is a great bonus mm. right but you're not sitting there passively waiting for someone to come and rescue sure. you victim mentality yeah. is a huge problem and this leans to other uh, leans into other discussions but mm. just here i will say the idea of who can come and do this for me who can come and make my career for me oh my god who can give me permission to grow is really what I believe is holding women back. And I don't necessarily blame women mm. because we've been nurtured and raised in this way, mm. right? We've been nurtured and raised to always seek external approval. You are trained to be someone's wife, yep. to constantly think, how do they view me? Yeah. Who are they even, right? How, and, and that idea of, you do something wrong, they're like, oh, your in-laws are going to do this, your future in-laws, and you're in high school or primary school, <laughs> and this is going to happen. Da, 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 da. Or if you do something and people are like, what are people going to say, right? Mm -hmm. All these things, cumulatively, over time, mm -hmm. nurture into women the desire or need or framework <laughs> that is based on external approval and permission. Mm -hmm. At no point... Are you being taught to be a woman for yourself, oh right? The yeah. consequence is when women are placed in spaces that are self-determining, they still look for someone to say, yes, go. Yes, you can do sure. this. Yes, you can grow. Sure. So for the woman who wants to grow, sure. grow, damn it. Oh, go for it. Yes. Sure. You want to learn something? Yeah. Find a book. That's it. You want to learn something? Open YouTube. Oh, yes. You want to learn something? Oh, Google it. You want to know how the next person did it? Mm. Find the next person and ask them. Mm. No one is going to come to you and say, Hi, I had a dream that you would like to grow. Can I help you grow? Sure. Thank you, Chio. This is just, it's a whole lot. Thank <laughs> you for pouring out your heart. I felt it. <laughs> I really did. And and this is so powerful, the victim mentality that you speak about, because I was going to divert a bit and speak about, um, you know, just how some women will hear speak now and think, oh my God, they've had it That easy. can never be me. <laughs> 
they've had it easy. I don't have a mentor. That's it. They grew up in privileged homes. Or they have this or that. I and come from a less than, less than privileged home, right? But more than that, I was orphaned in my last year of varsity. I, my mom had no money to pay school fees from my second year in varsity, which means I had to sit outside the university unregistered thinking, how am I going to do this? And I thought, I'm going to go to the dean. And I went to the dean and I took my grades. I took my, my, um, my plan. And I said to him, I've heard, right? Because I asked around, I've heard that there are students who can do a straight LLB yeah. instead of the five-year one, right? Mm. At that point, I didn't even have a full picture of what exactly I was asking for, but I was trying something. Mm. And I said, this is how I did in my first year. That's it. I have the ability to do even better. Yeah. Right? I, my mom is struggling. My mom was working on a plan. She was going to get the money. My mom has three children. She's a single mom and she's a nurse, right? So we're not wealthy. But she's doing her best. And I would like to see if there's a way I can help her, right? And I would like to help her by making... It's so that she doesn't need to pay for an extra year of university fees. So instead of me doing the BA LLB, which is five years, can I get, because you needed the dean's approval, yeah. can I get your approval to do a straight LLB? Wow. And he looked at me. He said, give me your grades. I gave them. He looked at them. Um, and this is, again, so this is not just a question of asking Right, I did. I did well. Yes, I did well. That's it. So then he looked at it, and then he said, hmm. "Okay." Then he wrote down something on a piece of paper, and he says, "Go to the finance office." Mm. And I went there, and they had they ha happened to have some leftover funding on a trust, and they were able to pay my tuition wow. only for my tuition only for the year. I didn't live in res, sure. So I had to figure out my life. I got a couple of jobs to pay for my life and for my for my. Um, my needs yeah. but what was i there for i was there to learn right and the tuition was now covered sure. right and i still did the straight lob mm. but provided i kept a certain percentage grade average oh, yes. they would continue to pay the tuition until i graduated my point is at any point and then my mom passed away in my final year da, 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 and this was the topic for career tuesday earlier this week mm. when i say if you choose to run a campaign of misery in your head this is not that Life is not hard. Yeah. Life is hard. Yeah. Life is hard and it is also beautiful. Yes. And both are your responsibility. Mm. Also, we need to get over the idea that life is fair. That's it, man. Because it's not. Sure. Right? Once you get over those hurdles that you've placed in your mind, mm. the idea that you're going to be rescued, mm. the idea... And this, again, I don't blame women, but we need to do better now that we yeah. know better, right? I don't blame women for thinking like this because what are we shown? From the day that we were born. You should see cartoons these days. They look nothing like the cartoons we watched. Yeah. Nothing like it. Nothing. Wow. And here's what's key. For example, every cartoon, every childhood movie, mm. everything up to adulthood, mm. think rom-coms particularly, yeah. everything says to you that what you are aiming for is finding a Prince Charming, mm. and that Prince Charming will come and rescue you. Yes. One. Number two, think about this. Every female character in any movie, no matter or any cartoon, mm. no matter how strong, mm. is ultimately only complete when that male character oh, arrives. So true. So true, Chiwa. Right? Three, 
those characters never had agency. Mm. Everything was about that waiting to to be completed. Totally. All of it. Yeah. Cinderella is unconscious waiting for someone to... Snow White needs someone to come remove an apple from her throat. Why doesn't she cough? Sure. Right? Like, <laughs> like, like listen. Yeah. Listen. So this is what we're fed. Oh. This is what we're fed. Yeah. So it's not like someone said, oh, Tinashe, you're a victim. I would like you to grow up as one. Sure. No. The message is fed subliminally. Lie there. Or if you can be pretty, mm. well done. Yeah. Right? Lie there and be pretty. Sure. And someone will come sure. and complete the circle for you. Yeah. right? And we need to move on from there. Not because that's not what we were taught. Yes, but now we know better. Yeah. Now we have the ability to know and do better. What's stopping you? Oh, wow. Oh, Chiwo. Sure. I, I'm, oh, thank you for this. It's it's powerful. It's really, really powerful. I mean, you spoke a lot of things, but I just want to go back again into women be undeniably good at what you do. She took her grades and showed them confidently because she had done well. What are you doing that is good? Are you exceptionally? Are you doing exceptionally well? Are you so good at what you do that they can't deny you? Because that's what I'm taking and getting from what you're saying right now. Chua, this is so powerful. Um, I just want to divert again and talk about your eloquence and your confidence. My God. <laughs> How do we get there? <laughs> Please tell us. Because you are so eloquent and you are so confident. Did you grow up like that? Did you just happen overnight? How did you build yourself up to become this woman? This I question, this question speak, makes me teary. When you speak, I can't but listen. And I think everybody else, because, and that's why I follow you and that's why I listen to you. You are so powerful and, and there's something there. Um, I, I don't know. Tell us about it. How did you get to here? I got here because life is hard. Mm. And at some point, I worked out a, the power of intention. Sure. I'm, gr I'm thankful for the compliment mm. um, because I really haven't always been confident. In fact, I have struggled with confidence issues my whole life. And I have, for the most part, generally tended to keep quiet, even if I knew the answer, except in particular scenarios. Um, even in high school, you 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 obviously wouldn't know this because, like I said, you you were a few years behind yeah. me. But I only came into my own in high school at the end. Mm. I between between the in the not between, but in the earlier years, you, I probably was not noticeable. But as as I grew in the space, then I became more confident. Mm. But then we went into life and what it has to offer. Mm. Um, you get orphaned in a foreign country with no plan. Yeah. And you are destitute. So when I say I got orphaned, orphaned, my mom was working moonlight work. So she was a nurse. But, but what that means is she does, she does contract work rather than mm. a, 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 a permanent contract because it pays more. Mm -hmm. But it pays more in the short term. Oh, yeah. But what that means is when she doesn't work, she doesn't get paid, right? So she, she, like many, never envisaged that anything could happen mm -hmm. that would mean she can't earn. Mm. But she, a lot of things happened, and she was diagnosed with cancer, and she died very suddenly, Jeez. which means we went immediately to zero income, sure. my siblings and I. And there's nothing like 
not eating for a few days that, to teach you to speak, sure. right? But those days I spoke from a place of desperation. <sighs> and for many years I spoke from a place of desperation or from a place of pain or from a place of desperate need. Um, then I got married um, into a very complex and a complex relationship. Mm. And my choice reflected, my choice of husband reflected the poor state within me mm. at the time that I made the selection. And so it was a very difficult um, marriage, mm. a very trying one. And during that marriage, people would say things to me, the people from whom I sought counsel, including religious people. And, mm -hmm. and, and I have, I'm very cautious around faith and the way people express it yeah. because it, it was never about seeking solutions. It was just more about, why don't you just pray and get over it? Oh, you know, gosh, like yeah. pray and what get over mean? it. Yeah. Yes. Which I don't think is written anywhere in the Bible, but the harder it became, the more I realized, because it, it broke me down to nothing. And then I realized there was no one coming to rescue me. Right? It wasn't for these people to give me permission to exit the situation. In fact, having my daughter, um, I often say, put steel in my spine. Because were it not for her, I think I would have just hobbled along and figured it out oh. for a very long time. Mm. But it was giving birth to this girl and thinking, understanding as a parent mm. that children do what they see you do more than what they hear you say. Oh, that made me think, and I remember having this thought, would I want her in a situation like the one I'm in because she saw me mm. in this situation every day? Mm. And I thought, I am not just killing myself, I am killing my daughter. Would I want my son creating a situation like this because this is what mommy taught him is acceptable? Sure. Sure. And yeah, I'm speaking only of my responsibility. I'm speaking only of my responsibility. And I knew the answer to be a resounding no. I also knew I didn't have the strength to do anything about it in the moment I made the realization. Mm. And so I sought the strength. I started going to therapy. Mm. I started listening to women who have come through difficult things. I didn't go necessarily to my friends to say, oh, let's talk about it. Da, da, da. I wanted professional help. Yeah. Right. And what I learned in therapy was the quality of the questions you're asking yourself is important. Yeah. If you're asking yourself why me questions and mm. victimhood questions, there is no empowering answer that Sh can come from a disempowering question. Sure. Right? Once I understood these base foundational pieces, the conversation you have in your head, a lot of us are unkind to ourselves in our head. Mm. And, uh, oh, I'm hard on myself, on, on the basis of I'm hard on myself, or I demand a lot from myself. What you must understand is you can't trick yourself, right? Mm. So if you speak to yourself mm. with an uncharacteristically, like un, un, with an unkind voice, if you speak to yourself with a cruel voice, yeah. right, when you are in a situation where a person 
other than you speaks to you in that way. Your brain doesn't trigger an alert. Your brain doesn't say to you, we have a situation. And so we make poor choices that match what goes on inside. Sure. So I grew my voice from growing myself. Mm. The I didn't purpose to grow the voice, it just came as a natural byproduct wow. of learning to like myself. Wow. As a natural byproduct wow. of believing the things that I'm saying. Wow. As a natural byproduct of understanding that there's nothing out there mm. that makes me worthy. Mm. I don't need to hustle for my worthiness. Mm. I was born sure. worthy. Once you have truly, once you truly believe that, I really feel that everything else becomes easy. Sure, Chiwo. I'm, I'm, I'm getting teary right now. This is speaking to my heart, and and I and I hope and believe that you all are also getting this. I don't even want to add anything. It's just flowing in and it's sitting in and it's speaking the things that it needs to speak and delivering what it needs to deliver. And and I believe um, there's someone out there really whose life is being changed, a woman out there whose life is being touched right now because of this wisdom that we, we're really getting today from Chiwo. Chiwo, this is Thank deep you. and powerful. Wow. I'm going to go back to the script. <laughs> Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and talk about, um, you know, the issue of balance and, and, and balance being a big thing for women in corporate or in business for that matter. You know, how do you find balance? I mean, like, I know you're a mom. I just also sometimes wonder how you do it because I know you're very busy. So it's like balance is a big word often misused. How are you finding balance? Maybe tell us about how you are finding balance. I think balance is one of those dangerous words. It's like self-care. And I say dangerous because at some point, social media will adopt a word and everyone's going to run with it. (laughs) And and everybody's saying the word, but we all mean something different. Um, So if balance means that everything is perfectly balanced on a scale at all times and it's working perfectly like it should at all Mm. times, I think that's a myth. If that's what balance means. If balance means that I've worked out what's important to me Mm. and I prioritize it as best as I can accordingly from moment to moment to moment, then yes, Mm. I have achieved balance. Mm. Because the reality is you can be all the things you want to be, but you can't be all of those things at the same time. Mm. Right. Many women who've gone before us have told us this. Everyone from Indra Nui, mm. the CEO of Pepsi, mm. the former CEO of Pepsi, Michelle Obama. Yeah. I don't need to tell anyone who that is. Um, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. All these women. I can. Uh, Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. All these women who have gone before are telling us this mm. over and over. And it is true. You can be anything. You just can't do it all in the same moment, right? And I think the minute you're trying to be a 100% student at parenting, a 100% student at work, a 100% student at self-care, a 100% friend, a 100% is a full number. It must be divided. There is no 100% for each. 
So according to your priorities, you must understand. That, so for what what has worked for me mm. is creating a schedule before kids and whatnot. This thing was not scheduling. What? Like, please, I need mean. my freedom. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll figure it out as I go. Yeah. But especially after, especially after the divorce and needing to manage the kids full time as, uh, as pretty much a single mother and all of these yeah. things, I realized very, very quickly that structure for me mm. is the freedom. Mm. Right? It's understanding things like the minute I say in the morning, I can't run today. I can't run. I don't want to wake up. I'm not going to run this morning. I'll run in the evening. Mm. I must know it's done. Mm. Everything's ruined as far as running <laughs> for that day. Like yeah. it's a wrap, yeah. right? One, the kids are going to wake up early. Mm. They're going to be, they want to talk to their mommy. Mm. They are toddlers. We're going to, yeah. I'm going to get dressed. They're going to guess. We're all going to be oh. doing all this together. And then I have to get to work and I have to da, da, da. And by the time I come back, I'm exhausted, but also I haven't seen them all day. And then we need to hang out. Yeah. And then it's eight o'clock yeah. and I don't have a gym subscription sure. and I haven't run. Yeah. And then, and I'm give, I'm using the running as a particular example, right? Mm. When I don't run, I very I over time my my anxiety starts to increase over time. Mm. Um, it's a mental health thing for me more than it's a it's a physical thing. Then what happens is my anxiety increases, my output at work, yeah. and my output as a parent is reducing. Sure. Right. So I'm giving that time to parenting, and I'm giving that time to work, mm. but the 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 output from the time I'm giving mm. is poorer. Mm. Whereas if I take that 30 minutes in the morning mm. to go and run, yeah. right, I am sharper and more present <laughs> and give better that's it. when I'm at work and when I'm at home, mm. right? And th- that that's what I've... So then I learn to prioritize. Then running becomes a non-negotiable, yeah, sure. right? It becomes a non-negotiable. Mm. But well, that enables me to show up at work as my best mm. self and to show up as a parent as my best self. Right. The other thing I do is that I try to be present. Mm. So what I'm doing, so when I'm with you now, yeah. I'm not doing anything else. Mm. I'm not parenting in this moment. Yes. I'm not working in this moment. Yeah. From the time that you said I need to be here, I've been doing nothing but tinashe. Wow. Right. Yeah. Because that is what I'm here for. Mm. And when I leave here, mm. I don't leave with any anxiety, Tinashe, because I've given you the best I can give you. In this moment, mm. right? When I'm with my kids, mm. I'm with my kids. Sure. Even if I don't have a whole lot of time for, with them because I've gone to work and come back, yeah. the time I'm with them, mm. I'm giving them that time, wow. right? Kids don't ask for much. Actually, Shonda Rhimes says it. In Shonda Rhimes said it very well in that Year of Yes book. Mm. She said she realized that when kids say do this thing with me, right? Maximum 15 minutes. That's even push, pushing it's it. True. Like, let's, let's, mommy, let's draw. Let's read a book. <laughs> the book is 30, 35 seconds long. You repeat it seven times, right? But you do that. Yeah. It feels like a lot when you are just, you know, going through it yeah. and you're not actually paying attention to how much time you're actually spending. True. But when you read that book with them for those 15 minutes and you're there and you're doing the voices and you're doing the da-da-da-da, that is quality high quality time that you're spending with them and the guilt of not spending high quality time doesn't eat into the next moment where you're trying to do the next thing because this knock-on guilt affects the quality all the way around right and then finally it's having grace for yourself you are one person one human one person doing all of these things, sure. right? 
there are days when it doesn't work the way it's supposed to. There are days when one thing doesn't get 100% of yourself. But as long as you're averaging a high score, right, you're okay. And you need to give yourself grace, right? It often happens, let me give an, uh, 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 an example that's not related but illustrates the same point. I've, I've seen somewhere, I think it was on Instagram, a very powerful question to ask yourself. Did you have a bad day? Or did you have 30 bad minutes and they consumed the rest of your day? So before people are like, oh, I'm a bad parent. Oh, I'm a bad employee. Did you have a bad day in the game? And you have a lifetime to do different. Sure. And when you give yourself perspective, mm. you stop being consumed and therefore ruining sure. the pros- present moment because you only, life, if you think about it, this is now from Eckhart Tolle, life is only now. Mm. What I mean by that is, yesterday's already happened, right? Mm. Tomorrow's coming, yes. Mm. But your life actually happens in a series of nows. Mm. So each now that you spend stressing about that or that or that is the past that you've already created. Mm. It's the now currency that you've already spent. Mm. Right? If you have a lot of good and intentional nows, you've made, uh, you've created a string of beautiful and intentional nows and you've created a beautiful life. The math is so simple. Sure. Sure, you are so powerful. You could talk all day and I just listen and <sighs> absorb. I'm, I you. promise you, one of the few women really I would say I can really listen to because I'm very particular about who I listen to, what I listen to, what are they saying, you oh, know. you're flattering, you know, my ears are getting warm. <laughs> On a real though, yeah, I won't just, but yeah, I could listen to you all day and you continue to pour and speak. So, yeah, thank you again. You're um welcome. I, I just wanna thank you. I'm gonna go into probably not what we wanted to speak about. And I know time is not on our side as well. I wish I could have you for another hour. But when is okay, maybe let's start with talk about Chiwa throwing clay. Um, tell us about career Tuesdays. I just want people to know what you do and just to get into your space. So um, this is now from a different book. Now I can't remember which book it was, but reading it, I realized there are people who have different gifts, mm-hmm. right? I have a friend who is, so the people in the book are ca- uh, categorized mm-hmm. and one type of person is a connector. So there are people who can get into a room and they know 20 of the people there and they can introduce you and connect you with 20 other people. That is their thing. Like that is their superpower, right? And I worked out uh, that my superpower, and I forgot there's a specific word for it, is I love collecting information and sharing it for the sake of it, right? So I gather information. And in, in the book, if I remember correctly, the idea is that we all come with a part to play on this earth right and connectors come to connect people who collect information come to collect information and pass it on to the people who need it mm-hmm. right and they don't do it because they've decided oh this is what i'm going to do mm-hmm. i feel compelled to share this information and what i worked out in going through my own career growth my own relationship development relationship development with other people and with myself was 
I would find myself asking myself, why why did it take so long for me, for me to learn this? Like, why did it? Ta- <laughs> why did no one tell me yeah. that this is what it's like? Oh, wow. Like, why did no one tell me that this is what it's like? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I started speaking about it. So because I've been uh, left homeless and had to ask people for 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 places to stay, and da, 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 I don't really feel shame. I I'm not. I don't feel shame in the way that people are like, oh, I don't, I don't want to say this because what all people think. Quite frankly, you can say what you want to say mm. and I'll still eat pub, mm. right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but my point is I realized that by sharing what I know and what I've read mm. and what I've experienced mm. in, the, in the most authentic way I know how, I found that the response to that that is generally that people feel freed That's to true. also share mm. and to also say that this is what they've been through. Mm. And here's the thing. There are systems and processes for life, mm. but humanity, the things that connect us are our stories. It's the understanding that when I have a hard moment as a parent, Mm. there are other people who've been here and they're okay. Mm. It's understanding that someone has gone through this Mm. and they are doing just fine. That says to you, who has never been through this thing, hang tight. You're going to be okay too. right? (sighs) That says to the next person, Maybe this is what you could do. Yes. It's an option. Sure. Maybe that is what you could do. Mm. It's an option. Mm. But what you are not is alone in this human experience. Shh. And that drives me. Mm. We really do not understand the power that our stories have to make the person next to us, the person watching, mm the person randomly listening free Mm. free Mm. and free people can do amazing things so true sure i'm freed today by the way just by you sharing a few nuggets with us today i feel what you're saying i really feel it like it's not me just hosting the episode but i'm also getting something you know I'm being freed, like you rightfully said. This is so powerful. Oh, I've, and then I didn't answer the rest <laughs> of your question. Chio.throwingclay is my Instagram handle, and that's where I share this information. Mm. And I think Career Tuesday came about from there. Mm. Because I would say to, I would, when I was an HR exec, I would say to myself, why would someone submit a CV like this? Right? And I would, you, and in my head at that time, right? Mm. Um, you know, sometimes we all we all need to grow at some yeah. point. And I remember thinking, but you can just Google this stuff and you can see what a CV looks oh, like. Yes. But then the more, so I would say these things out loud. Mm. And then someone would say to me, can I talk to you? Can you help me with my CV? And then I see their CV and I realize, oh, people actually don't know that they, they can go look. People don't know that this is a thing that they can consider. People don't know that LinkedIn can be can be wielded rather than existed on. Like you don't need to just exist there. Right. And once I understood that, I'm just like, oh, let me tell people. So I started out by just posting screenshots, actually. This is how Career Tuesday started. And I would go on the internet and just say CVs, right? 
This is what your CV should look sure. like. Screen grab, screen grab, screen grab. One, two, three, basics. Sure. Then I start to get DMs, right. right? People like, okay. And then if I do this, then what do I do next? And then what do I do next? Mm-hmm. And then how do I actually get the job? Yeah. And then what do I do? And what do I do? And so for every person who I have encountered in life who has empowered me mm. to do better, because I wasn't born knowing. Wow. Everywhere along the line, there's an ex-boyfriend who taught me how to do a good CV. He was in marketing and he knew how to present a document. Yeah. And he taught me how to do... Oh, don't worry, it ended in tears. <laughs> he taught me how to do a good CV, right? And I have taught 100 people mm. or more how to do a CV based off of one... Once he taught me that, then I went on the internet and then I was just like, wait, this is a thing. And from there, I have done and redone people's CVs mm. over and over. I should probably start charging money for this. but But... This is the power of passing on information. Why is the next person reinventing the wheel? Why is the next person struggling with something I've already been through when I have a mouth? And so that's how Career Tuesday was born. That's how my Instagram account was born. A couple of years ago, I had a different Instagram account. I was actually just talking about parenting. I was the novice mommy. It's still there. I never did it. But then I I just thought... Actually, what I'm going to do is live my fullest life. Mm. And for what it's worth, Mm. someone will see that it's an option. And that's for them to do with what they will. Wow, Chior. Sure. And so that's where the Chior... And throwing clay was a metaphor for that. I thought about it for a really long time. To throw clay is to um, to make a clay pot on it's to make a clay pot on the turning wheel Mm -hmm. so when you put clay and you turn it you've seen a person Mm -hmm. molding it into something right it's a very messy process it's mud and water when you start and then you mix it mix it mix it and then you need the skill and the knowledge Mm -hmm. to turn this thing and turn it into something beautiful right and that is what life is Mm -hmm. life is taking mud and water and mixing it together and shaping art right and this is the beauty of shaping this is the beauty of throwing clay because the process of shaping it is called throwing clay. The beauty of throwing clay is whatever you produce, whatever shape it takes, right? It's yours. You have shaped it. You have got involved. You have got your hands dirty. You have taken ownership. It is your life, right? And you are in charge of it. And whatever that is, whether it's a jug that points that way, or a stunning straight vase, or it's a pot that can hold 10 fish, you have taken ownership of your life and you've got involved in the mess of it and you have made it and it is your art, it is yours. Sure. Sure. It's life on your terms. Mm. That is what throwing clay is about. Wow. So powerful and and so well thought out. I never knew that this is where it came from. I always wondered, throwing clay, why, you know? Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, what I hear from you, Chiwo, is purpose, 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 vision, 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 and intention, like the word you used in the beginning. And I mean, for me, it's um, empowered women, that empower others or rather empowered people that empower others. And, and for me, it's, um, you know, when you take up space 
and or when you find yourself up there, but also find yourself wanting to make space for others because now you you are up there and you're not selfish and you want to make space for others. That's all I hear, you know, as you speak, as you share. And I just really want to thank you. I mean, honestly, I wanted us to continue, you know, with this. There's a lot of questions, you know, I had for you. I wanted us to really unpack the corporate space, talk about, you know, gender issues, male, female in the corporate space, um, you know, where women find themselves not getting the same salary for the same job as men and, and can i comment on that quickly yes please right so gender in the workplace um um for the people listening i have a little cheat sheet where she gave me the questions she was going to ask so i already know what this question is so i'm just going to answer it because that that answer is also close to my heart mm. right first we're not in 1920 anymore mm. right so we are not at a place where women are desperately trying to get in the door where women are desperately trying to be recognized by the law, right? Where women are trying desperately to be noticed and to be allowed to vote and to be allowed to have a bank account. The legal systems are there now. The battle we are fighting now is mental, right? Both men and women, right? But women more. It's the fact that women go into a room and you'll tell me honestly if this is true or not. You're invited into a boardroom a meeting mm. you first check to see where everyone else is sitting so you can sit in the most in the least con- inconvenient true. place so true. least inconvenient because so who do you not want to inconvenience right this is the battle we are fighting true. in today's age and i'm concerned that we are so stuck in the old dialogue right in the old fight that we are missing out on the fact that a lot of the legal doors have been opened <laughs> right so now that the door is open it's incumbent on you to pull up a chair. Mm. If you think about it, so for example, I work for Piermont. It's a massive um, gambling group. It's, there are only three, but it's the third largest casino group in, in, in South Africa. But here's the thing. It's got, let's say, um, eight units. Of those eight units, four are headed by women, or five. Of the five, of the, of the entire set, seven of the eight are the two I see is a woman, mm. right? What I'm trying to say is women are rising through the ranks mm. because things have changed. Yeah. People are rising through the ranks on merit, mm. right? Which means it is now just a matter of time before we get to a point where women are, we would like to see more women as CEOs mm. as well. That's the top part of the tiramisu. Mm. But let's not lose sight of the fact that women are rising through. They're coming through, yeah. right? And here's the question. Where you've been presented with this opportunity, are you pulling up a chair? For example, an example. Women, you said women are not paid the same as men, right? Women, statistically, are the least likely to push back on a salary offer. Men will say, wow. oh, thanks for your offer. Can you pay me this instead? Wow. Right? And every woman I've coached to um pushback or to say can i have more has been given more why am i late to this <laughs> because you've been sure. taught to receive and to ask for permission right so you want to go in knowing what you are worth so if you go into my blog there's a there's an, an article called know your worth and then add tax right the point is women are talking about not being paid the same as men they're pegging their value according to what a man's being paid that's not the value the value is your offering. How much is your offering paid? 
in the markets, right? Peg yourself according to that. Why are you pegging yourself against the 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 target of old? Change the mindset, right? So you come here and you say you're a company secretary. How much is a male company secretary paid? How is that relevant? The question is, how much is a company secretary paid? And you will say to them, actually, thank you for your offer, but if you check pay scale, da-da-da, da-da-da, and these six job offers that I have pulled, or these six job adverts that I have pulled for the same role, you will see that they're offering on average 100,000 more. So could you please make me an offer off? I would accept an offer off. Wow. Chiwo. Right? So the days of, oh, this is happening to us. Are they really still here? Wow. Chiwo. And wow. there are there are situations that are unique, but here we're talking all things being equal, and more often than not, mm. all things are equal, and people get frustrated with a conversation that's happening only in their heads. Mm. Have you gone to your boss and said, "This, I would like to grow to this point. Mm. What do you need me to do in order for me to get there?" Mm. And had a constructive conversation. Mm. And if the conversation is not constructive, have you asked yourself, what are my options? And where can I look to go oh, to yes. to achieve this? Sure. Have you done that before you say, oh, I'm not paid enough? Mm. Mm. The victim mentality has to go. It has to go. It has to go. It definitely has to go. Wow. Chiwo. Wow. 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 Ma'am. You are so powerful. Thank you so much, really, for gracing the, this platform, honoring this invite. I don't take it for granted at all. I mean, I cannot me. put an amount to this. I can never. No, I can't. I can never. So I'm really grateful to you all. Guys, you've heard it for yourselves. We cannot unpack some of the questions we really wanted to get into, but this has been a very powerful session. I believe the Lord just led us into the path that he wanted us to speak about. And I'm very empowered and freed today. Um, Chiwo, do you have any last words? Do you want to say goodbye um, to anybody that's listening? I want to say thank you to you for inviting me. Um, and thank you for taking the time to set this up and to have a conversation with me. Um, and you're far more generous than I deserve Aww. in your compliments. Um, I appreciate I appreciate you and your time in doing this. So thank you. Aww. And I wish nothing but the best for this podcast. May there be 